0: Hello, So, here we are. you there at Creech or in your own homes, me on screen, talking to my laptop in an empty room. It's all starting to feel a bit twenty twenty, isn't it? I'm so sorry I can't be with you in person today, but I am joining you from home. I'm not massively looking forward to watching myself on screen, but there we go. I'm sure I'll cope. Let's pray together. And then we'll have a think about today's passage. Holy, healing God, thank you for being with us as we gather in different places today. May your words be spoken. May we hear from you this morning and everything that isn't from you. Would it just fall away, Lord? Thank you. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, these two stories are really interesting, aren't they? Today I need to leave lots of time for the testimonies that people are going to be sharing later on, but so exciting. So this talk will be less of a leisurely walk through the passage and a bit more of a jog. But, first of all, let's acknowledge the three unusual elephants in the room you know the ones I mean I'm sure they've jumped out at you as well one why on earth has Jesus suddenly left the Jewish provinces and tiptoed seemingly secretly into Gentile territory number two uh did Jesus just call the Gentiles dogs and three ew why did Jesus just spit and then take? touch that man's tongue. We're not going to overemphasise these things, they aren't the most important things in our stories, but I do think we need to address them so that their unusualness doesn't distract us from their overall message. So, let's start jogging and at the start of our passage we find Jesus. Following on from giving the Pharisees a bit of a telling off for their hypocrisy about their clean and unclean rules, as we heard last week, Jesus is now literally going against the Jewish tradition of having nothing to do with the Gentiles and certainly not entering their homes by not only going inside a Gentile home, but actually talking with a woman who is so non-Jewish that Mark double emphasises it. She lives in Gentile territory and she's a Gentile by birth. So what's going on? By Putting the story here, straight after focusing on clean and unclean, Mark's showing Jesus totally laying down the traditional scribal rules and ideas about cleanliness. He is living what he's been teaching. There's a challenge. And there's probably a practical reason for Jesus to come to this area too. He's been travelling around the Jewish provinces, drawing huge crowds and ministering, healing, teaching... He's exhausted. He's tried to find a quiet place to rest a few times. And now he's snuck into Gentile territory and is keeping a determinedly low profile. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it. It's very likely he's here for a rest. But Jesus is Jesus, so of course he could not keep his presence secret. Everywhere Jesus goes, now and then and all of the times in between, his light shines so brightly, he touches life so deeply, he brings transformation so powerfully, he can't stay hidden for long. And what happens when word gets out? As soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet and she begged Jesus for help. His response to the woman, let's be honest, doesn't immediately seem very jesus First let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. What? Hang on, Jesus, what happened to compassion and love and the last shall be first and all that? Culturally, the Jewish people did use the word dogs as a derogatory term for Gentiles, so that is quite uncomfortable. It helps that Jesus uses a word that's more likely to mean little dogs or puppies, so not the rangy scavengers of the street, but little domesticated puppies that are allowed in the home with the family. And there's a parable meaning to these words as well. So what he's saying to the woman is, Please understand, there's an order here. I'm going to Israel first, then the Gentiles, the other nations, later. And that's better, but it's still not a particularly comfortable analogy or parable for us to hear. But we do need to remember that we're hearing it after 2,000 years' worth of understanding that Jesus did come to save all humanity and not just the Jewish people. We've read Matthew 28 verse 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. But at this point in Jesus' story, he hasn't said that yet. The woman's reply is amazing though. And it's worth saying that she's the first person in the whole of Mark's gospel to actually understand one of Jesus' parables without it having to be explained to her by him. Not even his own disciples manage that. She says, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. In other words, yes, Lord, but the puppies eat from that table too, and I'm here for mine, my little daughter. She doesn't argue, she doesn't take offence. She responds with acceptance of Jesus' words. And faith in his power to heal her daughter. She's not saying, Lord, give me what I deserve on the basis of my goodness. She's saying, give me what I don't deserve on the basis of your goodness. And this is the salvation, the transformation Jesus offers us. What we don't deserve on the basis of his goodness. And Jesus says to the woman, this loving mum, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and she found her child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Just imagine that walk home with the words of Jesus bouncing around in her head. The demon has left your daughter. She gets closer and closer to her house, bursts in through the door, rushes straight to her daughter's bedside and finds it all true. Her little girl is healed. This is total transformation for the daughter and for the mum and probably for the whole community because I can't believe this clever, determined woman wouldn't have immediately started telling her family, her friends and every person she met about Jesus. And the daughter, what would she have said to her siblings, her cousins, her friends? And then what would they have said to each other? This sort of transformational excitement is and should be bubblingly, unstoppably shouted from the rooftops, contagious. Hold that thought because we're going to jog along to our next story. So... We're still in Gentile territory, now in the Decapolis. And just like the mother intercedes and begs for her daughter's healing, here we have a whole group of people begging for Jesus to heal the man who can't hear or speak for himself. And so uh, the way Jesus responds is really interesting. I find this really fascinating. He takes the man away from the crowd and ministers to him on his own. Away from the bustle and the distraction of the crowds, just him and Jesus. How compassionate. How beautiful. And for this man who can't hear the words of Jesus or ask to be healed, Jesus ministers to him uniquely in a way he can understand. He touches his ears and he even spits on his fingers and touches his tongue. What a personal intimate, transformational time with Jesus. Jesus says two really significant things in this encounter. He says, be opened, and he says, don't tell anyone this has happened. When Jesus says, be opened, he uses a word that's used in Isaiah 35, verse 5, in a prophecy about the coming Messiah. The ears of the deaf will be unstopped mark is very careful with his words he always is and so we know that this is significant and when the man is healed and jesus says to him and his friends not to tell anyone what's going on we need to remember at this point in mark's gospel that jesus is still in messiah stealth mode there are a few instances in mark of jesus doing incredible miracles and they're saying Shh, don't tell anyone. And this is the hidden Messiah part of Jesus' story. All will be revealed. All will be understood. Uh, Jesus will be recognised as the Messiah that's been promised. But, shh, not yet. But Mark can't resist giving his readers and listeners just little glimpses of what's to come of Jesus the true Messiah. He uses words from the prophets like Isaiah, like we've seen, and by showing that even when they're told to be quiet, the people Jesus ministers to can't possibly stay silent. Because, like I said after the first story, this sort of transformational excitement is and should be bubblingly, unstoppably shouted from the rooftops, contagious. Mark says, Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone. But the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. This amazement was properly overwhelming. The people were astounded beyond measure, Mark says. He goes all out to emphasise how impactful this transformational miracle was. And the overwhelmingly amazed people Using a phrase echoing Genesis 1 verse 31, God saw what he had made, and it was very good. And they say to each other, He has done everything well. It is very good, everything. He has done everything well. This is Jesus, isn't it? This is what we need to hear and and really bed in today. He has done everything well. Jesus meets us where we are. He ministers to us out of his compassion and his intimate knowledge of us. He offers us what we don't deserve on the basis of his goodness. And he brings transformations so astounding that we can't stay silent. We need to tell everyone about him. Jesus has done everything well. Jesus does everything everything well Jesus will always do everything well hallelujah now I can't wait to hear these testimony stories coming up of how Jesus has been doing everything well and transforming the lives of people in our fellowship so let's pray and let's prepare our hearts to be astounded beyond measure Father God we thank you for these astounding stories of your son Jesus we ask you to prepare our hearts and our minds to be astounded we ask you to loosen our tongues so that this contagious excitement will bubble up And we will tell people our stories of the amazing things Jesus has done in our lives. Thank you for this time this morning to hear from you and to hear the stories of your people as they share your impact on their lives. Come Holy Spirit. Amen.